This is the WatchPost podcast, which you'll find at watchpost.org. Well, good morning and welcome back to the WatchPost podcast. My name is Mel Black. Today, we're going to continue in our Ephesian series. Um, we have quite a lot of ground to cover, um, so praying for the best here. Um, we're going to start in Ephesians 1 verse 17, and we're actually going to go to the end of the chapter. So starting in verse 17, Paul is talking here about him praying for the Ephesians, and he says that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know that which is the hope to which he has called you, what are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to to the working of his great might, that he works in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly places, far above all rule and authority and power and dominion, and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. Now, this is obviously quite a section, um, but what I want to talk about here today is starting with these first two verses, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you the spirit of wisdom and of revelation and the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened. And he goes on to express what um, we come to a knowledge of, we come to this wisdom of. And I want to talk today about this spiritual wisdom wisdom, very specifically uh, the spiritual wisdom that God gives us through Christ. He gives us through the Holy Spirit and through the scriptures um, and how this wisdom is very, very different um, from the world's wisdom and how the Christian um, is, is measured in many ways by this wisdom. Um, and we are to seek this wisdom. It is very much a part of the holiness we are called to, um, the, the Christianity, the essence of Christianity that we are called to as believers. So right at the start, um, it is seeing that there is a wisdom that comes from God alone. There is a wisdom that is that is spiritual, that is powerful, that is of Christ and through Christ, and it is only of Jesus. And the world has nothing similar to this wisdom. This is what we can see in 1 Corinthians 2, 6 through 7. It says, Yet among the mature, we do impart wisdom, though it is not a wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are doomed to pass away, but we impart a secret and hidden wisdom which God decreed before the ages for our glory. There is a wisdom in Christ that is revealed with Christ that is only of Christ and can only be found if we are faithful towards Jesus and are of Jesus. It is a wisdom that is aligned with God. It is it is filled with um, holiness. It is filled with humility, and it's also filled with the reality of faith, the substance of faith, where we um, are walking 
truly within reality. We're not um, living in a way of kind of wishful thinking and calling it faith, but we live in the actual reality of faith and, and we are sanctified. We are, we are humbled before God. We are walking no longer in sin, but we are walking in good works. This is the wisdom of Christ. Um, and it is very, very different from the wisdom of the world, quote unquote, the, what the world tells us is wisdom and the pursuit of this wisdom is very different um, than how we would pursue um, the ideas of wisdom within this world. The issue for us is that this wisdom is not found in some intellectual pursuit or a pursuit of philosophy or psychology or, you know, scholarly ways that we go about things. It is spiritual. It is it is worked within the heart. And so we can pursue things intellectually. Of course, we we study, we read, we we gather other people's, you know, opinions, those types of things. But the problem is, is that we often think that that is the way to pursue wisdom. When God shows us that the pursuit of wisdom must be spiritual, it must be of the spirit and of the truth. And if we're not careful, we end up pursuing things, um, a wisdom in the way that the world says to pursue wisdom rather than the way that God shows us to pursue wisdom, which is in the fear of the Lord, which is in obedience to Christ, which is in being faithful to keep the word of God, to study the word of God, and especially to pursue God in prayer for this wisdom, asking and imploring God um, that the Holy Spirit would enlighten us to these things um, that is talked about in Ephesians 1. And what we are meant to understand about Jesus is that he is this substance. He is the one of himself, of the substance within himself, um, who is able to give us this wisdom, able to give us this righteousness and this holiness. Whereas um, the world looks to itself. It looks to um, our own mind, our own heart, our own you know, willpower. We, we, the world teaches to look to yourself. Um, the Bible teaches us to look to Christ and his substance to become our wisdom, to become our righteousness, those types of things. And this wisdom of Christ is to be in his children. It is a mark of those who are of Christ is that we have this spiritual reality abiding inside of us of the truth of, of Christ, the truth of eternity, the truth of heaven. And we, when we don't have that, are meant to be giving every effort to pursuing that. That is how we are meant to be faithful to Christ, to pursue, to have that understanding, to have that wisdom. And that is the measurement of our faithfulness in many ways to Christ. The problem for us is that when we talk about wisdom, specifically, you know, when we're, we're talking today about being wise and you need to be, you know, wise in this age, um, very often that just stirs up the desire in us to be wise according to the wisdom of the world rather than according to Christ and the gospel, which is the wisdom founded in the fear of God. It is found in understanding who God is, what he has commanded of man um, and how to live and, and commanded um, within Christ to turn to Christ. So, very often we talk about wisdom and we're simply excited to live um, according to the flesh. We're excited to live by our own ideas about things, our own desires, and we stir up the, the opposite affections that we're meant to be stirring up in one another when we talk about wisdom. 
in reality, we can be very infatuated with the idea of wisdom, and it's completely contrary to Christ. There's a lot of this mixed in the church today where, you know, a lot of people are very proud about their intellectual pursuits. Uh, they read books and they wear bow ties and they're so smart um, and they don't see how this is worldly. That attitude is very worldly and it's not spiritual. It's not of this humble, you know, holy attitude that's of Jesus. It's of the mind. It's still of the flesh. And while our pursuit is very much an intellectual pursuit of God, it's not this attitude that we end up walking in where we, we trust, uh, you know, the, the mind of man, the intellectual mind of man over and above the spirit of Christ. And to this attitude, we have to look again more closely at our own hearts um, and look again at 1 Corinthians 3.18. Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you thinks that he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. So we have to be willing, honestly willing to lose the wisdom of this world. Your fascination with your ideologies, your fascination with psychology, your fascination, you know, with science and philosophy or whatever it is, we have to be honestly willing to set those things aside and, and trust Jesus that they're foolish and that they do not produce the righteousness of God. They do not produce the true measure of wisdom and holiness and goodness um, and be willing to set those aside for the true pursuit of wisdom, which is only in Christ and what is of Christ. Editing Mel here. I just want to clarify an extreme because, you know, you kind of always have to clarify extremes. When I'm talking about losing all these things, I don't mean you have to lose real legitimate facts. So, for example, I'm talking about losing um, this infatuation with psychology. What that does not mean is that you need to lose the true reality that if a person is raised by, you know, a parent that treats them terribly, that that's going to have a real lasting effect upon them. Um, so that's a real fact. You don't need to lose that fact or, you know, lose a fact of science. What I'm talking about is losing the beliefs that you carry around those things, psychology, philosophies, you know, idealisms, uh, our own ideas of morality, all of these things have a belief system around them. And it's that belief system that we trust in to produce power and righteousness and goodness. And it's the need to lose that. We need to lose our trust in that um, to be um, powerful for good and right, righteousness and holiness and wisdom is trusting in that wisdom that's false. Um, and we need to trust Christ instead that he alone knows what is good. But with that, we can carry into that real facts because a lot of times we feel like we need to you know, turn against the wisdom of the world. And we kind of get this idea all the time where we need to like lobotomize ourselves to reality itself. No, the gospel meets reality and we have to understand and wrestle through how it meets reality, but it's putting aside the beliefs and the, the ideologies, the, the belief systems, the, um, the wisdom that we think that we can produce of our own making. 
And so as we converse about wisdom, we need to be warned that a lot of times we don't actually love the Bible's wisdom. We love the world's wisdom. And we have to fight against those affections in us. Um, and the, the real pursuit of wisdom, the right pursuit of wisdom can be found in Proverbs 9.10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and the knowledge of the Holy One is insight. This is the wisdom that you're aiming for. The wisdom of God can only be found um, if we are to have real integrity towards God. A lot of times we, 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 we talk and we live as if we already have the wisdom that we are meant to have in Christ. You know, the wisdom basically of salvation where you come to some sort of understanding about Christ. You come to some sort of understanding about the word of God and that's it. You're like, I got it. I know what's up and I know what's down and I know how to live my life. And we fail um, to do exactly what Ephesians 1 tells us, which is that we are to look and see that we don't have all this understanding. We don't have all this revelation and this wisdom. And we are to live in pursuit of these things. We are to live continually in pursuit of Christ and in understanding the mind of God, understanding the reality of Jesus Christ and how to have that understanding within the entirety of our whole life. This is the pursuit of wisdom. And often we do the opposite of this, where we see this lack in our own lives or in the lives of other people, and we just condemn each other. We say that people aren't Christians. Um, when this is, you know, the standard of what it means to be a Christian, but that doesn't mean that you automatically have it right away. The, the judgment is when you fail to pursue it, when you fail to honestly desire these things and to go after them, not a person going after them and just condemning them anyways. We have to be more just in how we, we treat each other. But the way to have this wisdom, the way to have um, these things of God, it is only if we are going to walk towards God with integrity, which means doing what he tells us. It means keeping his word. It means honestly pursuing him in prayer, praying that the Holy Spirit would do this work, that he would enlighten us. He would enlighten our eyes, illuminate our hearts to understand the gospel more fully, to understand our sin more, more fully, to understand the mind of God and, and eternity and, and heaven and the judgment of God, all of these things. You know, it's, it's not a measure of, you know, simply because we don't have that yet. Um, that's where we condemn ourselves so often, but it's, it's the, the measure of if we go on daily to pursue these things, to wrestle and fight for them. That is the pursuit of this wisdom that we are shown in Ephesians 1. We are called um, to come into an understanding of all of these things, you know, the mind of God, of heaven, of what Christ has done for us and, and why, you know, Christ is this, this powerful source and what's, you know, what God has done for us in him and what this all means about sin and, and mankind and eternity. Um, but we will only have that if we have integrity towards God. So there's kind of a counterbalance here is, is that we are meant to have these things um, but we automatically sometimes assume that we have them um, just because we're Christians. But no, God is just. We have to um, have integrity towards him. We have to pursue him daily. Um, and then we will have these things. Then we will understand the mind and the will of God. And see, this is what we need to understand. It's that the person who honestly seeks God, 
who honestly pursues God, honestly tries to put into practice, however imperfectly, but is honestly seeking to put into practice what God says in, in obedience and faith and prayer, that is the person who is righteous. That is the person who will inherit the wisdom of God. See, if we we sow this attempt of, of you know, pursuing God, of, of trying to understand his word, trying to, you know, go after these things, praying that the Holy Spirit will reveal these things, then we will reap this wisdom. We will reap this spiritual wisdom. But if we fail to have that integrity, if we fail to pursue God, then we will not reap those things. And see, the church today is is very marked with ignorance. It's it's an ugly thing to have to say, but there's a lot, a lot of ignorance in the church, and it's in the the bedrock, the 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 foundation of that ignorance is a mark of faithlessness to Christ. That's where it springs from. It doesn't spring from, you know, failing to read a few more psychology books. It fails. It's, it springs from failing to have integrity towards Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And one of the great great marks of faithlessness in our lives um, is, is ignorance of Christ and ignorance of the, the word of God. A wonderful passage um, on this is in Proverbs 2, starting in verse 2, making your ear attentive to wisdom and inclining your heart to understanding. Yes, if you call out for insight and raise your voice for understanding, if you seek it like silver and search for it as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk integrity, guarding the paths of justice and watching over the way of his saints." You know, all of these things are ours in Christ, but we have to have integrity. We have to be just in how we treat God and how we treat others in order to inherit them and, and have them and find them. But if we are honest with God, if we, you know, cry out to God um, for the for him to give us the Holy Spirit, for him to enlighten us, then he will absolutely do that. But we have to be faithful to him for it. We have to fight to be transformed, to have our minds transformed, to have this integrity towards God. And again, you know, we don't have things to give to others. We don't have wisdom. We don't have, you know, hearts full of love and, and, you know, charity and holiness and all of these things because we don't seek God, because we are faithless in our pursuit of God. Um, and this is why the church in many ways is so weak and, and fallen down. The walls are, you know, fallen down and, you know, the weeds are growing up because we have been faithless to our Savior. And again, I'll reiterate, you know, sometimes our very pursuit of wisdom is exactly where this faithlessness is. People love the idea of being more intellectual and appearing more wise and, you know, appearing this way or that or, you know, spending their time just 
thinking over little ideas about things. People love that. The worldly person loves that. You know, that's actually some of the ways that we're most faithless to Christ because we spend all of our time infatuated with the world's wisdom rather than with Christ and his wisdom. So it's not just an intellectual pursuit. It's not just picking up a book of any category. It's picking up the Bible and having integrity towards the Bible as it is and listening to the Holy Spirit and be being willing to believe God and fight, fighting to believe God and fighting to put into practice what he shows us. That's the real fight. And it's very important to clarify this because many, many people love to be intellectual um, and they don't see how foolish and ignorant they still are. They're very infatuated with these ideas that they have of themselves, that they're you know scholarly and they're so smart and they have all their PhDs. And it means nothing because they're not spiritually wise because they didn't give their heart to God. They didn't give their mind to God. They just gave it to, you know, the ideas and wisdom of the world. And even, you know, theology, you know, they might give themselves to these things, but it still doesn't change their heart. It doesn't change um, their souls and, and work within them. So it, it does very little good. It only encourages them, the, the self within them. It only encourages their pride. In reality, the, the wisdom of God, the spiritual wisdom, is marked most by holiness. It is marked by a real, true love and, and dedication to Jesus. And if, if our wisdom is not marked by those things, then we need to be careful because it's quite literally can be of the world, even if it's something like theology. It's, it's the pursuit of pride rather than of Christ. What we should see about the world's wisdom is that they will often try to produce a counterfeit to God's wisdom. So you'll see counterfeits all the time about, you know, being intellectual, being wise, being, you know, discerning, being um, loving, compassionate, having integrity, those types of things. But again, we have to see that true wisdom only comes from the spirit of Christ. Christ is the source of true wisdom, just as he is the source of true holiness, true power, true righteousness, you know, true salvation. Christ alone is the true source of wisdom. The world can have, you know, little insights into things. You see this all the time. You know, the they they know how to pursue making money, for example, and they have success. Congratulations. You know, you know how to, you know, build you know, a building, you know, how to do these types of things or discover new cures for medicine, those types of things. But this is still not the wisdom of Christ, which overrules all these things, which which is the true knowledge that is needed in mankind. And if we do not have that wisdom, this true wisdom of God, then even our greatest, you know, quote unquote, wisdom and efforts are actually rooted in ignorance. They're rooted in a foolishness um, because we don't understand the larger implications of our actions. We don't understand the larger effects where, you know, so many people today think that they're wise and, and they're running headlong after their pursuits, not knowing that they're going to answer to God one day and see the wisdom of God is, is above these things and it, and it runs down into these things, um, teaching us how to rightly live in every way. Um, and we're not ignorant of the reality of God himself or his ways or his judgment. This is what we are meant to see about Christ is that he is the true 
wisdom of God. He is the word of God. He has come down and revealed the true uh, will of God and who God is and, and what is holiness, what is goodness, what is wisdom. This is who Jesus is. And see, fallen man does not have that wisdom. They refuse to submit to the wisdom of God, the righteousness of God in Christ. So in every way that they live, even if they're, you know, not, you know, running around in the streets, murdering people, as we so often, you know, say, oh, that's that, like, that's, that's morality. That's the best we got. You know, if, if as long as the, you know, even if they're living in a way that's, you know, not it's terrible that this ignorance is still within them. They're entirely ignorant of what is actually the standard of goodness, what actually produces goodness, what actually produces life and, and love and, and what is, um, to, what it is to know God and, and be prepared for the judgment of God, where we all give an account for how we live our lives and how this is good and right and just. I mean, everything is missing from their lives and they don't understand these things. You know, I think about this with, um, uh, you know, Orthodox Jews, you know, they, they live in a, in a moral way. They live, you know, um, trying to be, you know, right, but they don't understand how their, their morality, their righteousness, quote unquote, is so empty of the true substance of what it means. They are ignorant of the true standard of God. And so this is every person who is outside of Christ. Christ is the wisdom of God. He is the substance of that. Ignorance Ignorance is the great mark of the unbeliever. It says in Ephesians 4.18, they are darkened in their understanding, alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to their hardness of heart. So it comes from their refusal to obey God. It comes from their refusal to trust God, to submit to God, to pursue God. And there is this ignorance in them. So the reverse of that would be the only way to overcome this ignorance, even as Christians, is to walk in obedience to God, to walk in faith, to pursue God, to to wrestle, to understand what God is was what God is teaching us um, in His Word, um, and that is how we come into a real wisdom, um, and we put off this ignorance, this ignorance that is blinding the mind of man to the reality of who God is, the reality of eternity the reality of judgment, the reality of what holiness is, what even wisdom is. Um, it's, it's through this obedience. And again, this ignorance is so often the mark of the faithless Christian. The mark of the lukewarm Christian is that they are ignorant of these things of God. This reality of God is not, is not dwelling with them. The reality of Christ and who he really truly is, the source of righteousness, of life, of peace, of truth, um, it's not dwelling with them in reality. And that ignorance is a sign of their faithlessness um, and having not pursued him and sought him in, in obedience to his command to do so. My last point here is that we have to see that uh, what the world will push us to is rooted in a very different thing than what Christ pushes us to within the pursuit of wisdom. The world pursue, tells us to pursue wisdom out of ourselves. It, it says to look into your heart, look into your mind, look into your willpower, look there. 
And the, the Christian pursuit of wisdom is to look to Christ, to find a wisdom from God, to look to God, to give us wisdom. Um, and, and ultimately, therefore, it will be founded in a uh, humility. We will be humble before God because it will truly come from Christ. We might, of course, be tempted with pride, but ultimately it comes from Jesus and it's it's knowing that it comes from Jesus. So we, we know that we have to pray and seek God to give these things to us because we don't have them. Um, and alternatively, you know, when you so believe that it comes from you, then it might actually come from you, but it's not actually wisdom. What I mean is that a lot of times um, when we are so inclined to give ourselves credit for, you know, what wisdom we think that we have, um, it's because it possibly doesn't actually come from God. It comes from your own flesh and therefore it's not real wisdom. It's a worldly wisdom. It actually comes from the world. Um, you can't even really take credit for it, but you'll deceive yourself into thinking that you can take credit for it. Um, it comes from your flesh. It comes from the world. And so you want to give yourself credit for it um, because it comes from your own corrupt heart. Um, and it doesn't come from God, but it's, it's not actually a wisdom. And you can't see yet how it's not wisdom. You can't see yet how you're going to deceive yourself if you trust in that, you know, quote unquote wisdom and how it will lead you astray. A great verse on this would be Proverbs 16, 25. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. This is the heart of the world's wisdom is that it, it, it looks right to us. It looks like it's so wonderful and good and wise and, oh, we're so impressed with it. But in reality, its end is literally death. And that is why the world's wisdom is foolish. It, it destroys us. And if we don't understand this, you know, we, we hear these things, we're hearing them, but we don't understand them. They're not, the, they're not abiding with us as reality. We'll trust God, go forward, pursue Christ, pursue him and his word um, and fight, fight for singleness of heart, fight to be wholehearted towards Christ and Christ alone and, and to pursue him only as he says to pursue him. Um, don't take up weird methods of pursuing Jesus, but fight to pursue Jesus through prayer, through obedience, and through keeping his word. Wisdom belongs to God. There is no wisdom in any place, in, in any of this world, that is real, that is not of God. God. It is going to be a deception. Even if something is real in itself of like a fact, like, you know, medicine helps cure illness. That fact is true. There's many beliefs that are going to go around that fact that are either false or true. And we need to be careful of these things. You know, wisdom, true wisdom belongs to God alone and it belongs to Christ alone. This is who Jesus is. Christ is God. And as Christ came and, and, and appeared to mankind, he appeared as true wisdom. Before Jesus, there was none of this wisdom that he has revealed. And this wisdom is of himself. This is the essence of God. This is the source of life, the living water. It's literally in Jesus. And so we need to trust Jesus and pursue Jesus and fight to be faithful, um, to believe that true wisdom and true power and true righteousness, um, as much as 
as we believe that salvation alone is in Christ, we need to fight to believe that true wisdom is found in Christ alone. So as always, I hope that these things have made sense um, and that they have been a help to you. Um, and I will see you all in the next episode. Take care. For more content like this, visit watchpost.org.